0: This is Space Cats Peace Turtles, the unofficial podcast for Fantasy Flight's Twilight Imperium. Episode 194 Speaker Order! Music by Ben Prunty, featuring Matt Martins and Hunter Donaldson.
1: Go-Go Gadget podcast now. Do it. Go-Go <laughs> Gadget it.
0: podcast. Podcast uh, now. So if you're listening to this right now, the moment I uploaded it, you're like, where's the episode? It's late. Where's my episode? You say to me on the Discord constantly. Constantly? Where, where's my episode? It's late.
1: This is your impression of the audience? It's my impression of Billy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Just episode Billy?
0: where? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm shaking things up. You're shaking things up. Today, I'm trying to get... I don't like change, okay? you better buckle up. I don't want change. I don't want
1: things to change. I like the show as is. Well, then
0: you don't like the show as is because the show as is currently changes constantly. That's true. (laughs) I'm super inconsistent with my uploads, and it's been that way for a while. It's just you. It's just you. I accept no responsibility. That's fine. Uh... The issue for a long time has been, you know, I'm just trying to fit all this stuff into the schedule when I can. And then and then it's like, oh, God, it's Tuesday. I have to get the episode. Oh, how do I... Am I going to edit this in time? And, and you leave, like, half the mistakes I leave in. a bunch of mistakes, and it's been a mess. So I'm trying to get all of that on lockdown.
1: Trying to lock it down.
0: And I want to get it on a steady release schedule. And the way our schedule works is I edit on Tuesdays. Yep. And I'm sick of editing and trying to release as fast as possible on Tuesdays. Right. So the new thing is... We're a Wednesday podcast now. We're a Wednesday morning podcast, when, early Wednesday morning, and I'm talking early. I'm talking Wednesday Euro morning, Euro morning. I'm I'm releasing this thing at like, like 1 a.m. our time. I'm I'm making it po- Wait, post into the wild. You're so gonna th- have it be a Euro morning show. I want Mick Mac Moose to be able to listen to this on his drive. Uh, down to Stonehenge when he because he does that every single day. <laughs> Jolly old Stonehenge. He, Big Mac he, Moose uh, is uh, going to drive. Moose has his beans on toast and he's <laughs> heading on down to Stonehenge. <laughs> <laughs> I want him to have something to listen to in his Volkswagen, right, on his way down to the pub. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Wow! This is <laughs> welcome to Space Cats, Peace Turtles, a show about Twilight Imperium and offending our British <laughs> listeners. <laughs> Those are the two focuses of the show: is bad British accents about not even just a general accent, do just you, like do you know
0: what this is right now? No. It's an unmitigated disaster. It's, okay. <laughs> you're too, fro- you're too like froggy, froggy with it. I know, I know. It, it, this is an unmitigated, it's this di- is an unmitigated disaster. But pop the bubble. It's <laughs> got to, it's deeper. You got to pop deeper. the du- the bubble and bring it deeper. Okay, fine. I will, well, some enough. people, some
1: listeners don't even get what you're doing.
0: That's my that's my uh, Duke Lucum impersonation. And I'm they, been, and I've been doing it on stream a lot recently. If
1: you don't get that, you need to be watching. Yeah. Duke's stream. I'm personally you offended. Watching? Yeah, I'm personally yeah.
0: offended if you don't get that joke because that means you have not been watching our tournament and you should yeah. do that.
1: You should watch the tournament. It's better than the show. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: our, we got a little bit of errata here. We do? We got It's not errata. It's not really errata. Today, oh, okay. Today, Imper-
1: because we just, we literally, we literally just finished just the Empyrean right.
0: episode. So it would be weird if we already got errata. No, the Empyrean errata is going to come in next week's episode probably along with errata for this episode it'll be like a double whammy double whammy errata errata uh, but for now our most recent episode that we can talk about is our homebrew faction
1: oh yeah or our 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 horse brew our
0: horse brew faction. faction uh the merryweather's post pavilion mm-hmm. and uh, it's a it's our horse faction if you haven't if you don't know what i I'm talking still about, okay i just want to say for the record you hate that it's called I that i still
1: hate the name yeah The reference is weird and 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 it's like the reference was made early on in the episode, yeah. And then I just ignored, right? We never reevaluated. It was it never came back into the conversation, and now
0: we can't because I have some lore to present to you, written by Absol.
1: Ooh,
0: yeah. Uh, So you know it's gonna be good. Ooh, this is gonna be good. And I can back up that it's gonna be good. So I I, this is gonna take a minute. And if you don't care about this, well, that's super lame of you. First off, you should. Care. This is hilarious. You and should care. This is this is important. If you lore, skipped
1: the horse episode. Yeah, I don't know. Why, I don't know why you. Li- I
0: don't know why you listen to this show if you chose to skip the horse episode. Yeah,
1: you need to go listen to the horse episode. It's called an improvised homebrew episode yeah. or whatever it was. Yeah. It was like two episodes ago. One ninety two. One ninety two. Go listen to one ninety two. We get a lot of good stuff about horses. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yep. we, we. A lot of people liked it. Some people expressed disappointment.
0: Yeah, well, that I wouldn't even call it it disappointment. It was not more serious. Yeah, give me a break.
1: <laughs> uh, do you know me at all? <laughs> do are you familiar with the show whatsoever?
0: <laughs> I, everyone I've seen has expressed like I should have known. It's not even quite disappointment. It's just like. I don't know why I expected course, anything different. Of course, and I don't know why you expected anything. Right, different. right. Well, I've
1: always said I'm a dumb guy. Yeah. Okay. And I like dumb guy stuff. Right.
0: Speaking of dumb guy stuff, here's some brilliant lore written for a dumb guy faction by Absol.
1: I'm so. Well, wait, I just want to say for the record. Yeah. I was so you. You read me just a little sneak peek, just sneaky sneak peeky peek. Yeah. of this. I'm hearing this for the first time. Yeah. Absol. Uh, from what from what I've already heard, this is amazing. It's so good. That for a second, I was like, is Absol Canadian? (laughs) That's how good it was. (laughs) That I considered, just so you know, here's the tiers of of listeners. Here's the tiers of listeners. Top tier listeners, Canadians. (laughs) Tier number two, uh, Brits? No, No. continental Europeans. Oh, sure. Really just Imsen. So tier (laughs) one, here, I'll change it. Tier one, (laughs) Uh, Canadians, tier two, Imson. Right. Tier three, uh, Brits. Tier four, Texans. Ooh, gotcha. Yeah. Uh, tier five, the rest of the United States. Uh, tier six, continental Europeans that are not named (laughs) Imson.
0: That's so mean to like people like space lawyer. Oh no, space lawyer is great. Okay, sorry,
1: (laughs) Imson and space lawyer, tier two.
0: we already have a whole stream about ranking the community we don't need that's to do true. it again here that's true okay I, I would like to now present to you the lore for maryweather's post pavilion for th- they absol wrote like literally every single thing that needs to go on a faction sheet and i'm sure by the time this episode is released wecker has it in there so you you can load this faction into the ti mod and tabletop simulator and it will have artwork uh fiction lore for it everything <laughs> it's got it all all right so hunter quit reading ahead you look at... Eye contact with me, uh, buddy. Sorry, sorry. Okay. Go ahead. So I'm just... I'm going to read one of the... There's a ton of snippets. I'm just going to read uh, the the main snippet that would be on, like, the back top right corner, and then we're going to read all of what's on the back. So this is going to take a minute. The rest of this episode probably isn't super long, so you, you get to hang out with us for a minute. More fortunes have been made and lost at the Grand Pavilion on Pegusium than even the trade stations of Kanara. Despite their humble origins, the Darf have a keen eye for odds. When they wager, they rarely lose. (laughs) I will be doing the rest of this in uh, my most astute Georgian accent. Yeah, go ahead. Not far from the Aurel Cluster, just inside the boundaries of the Mohawk Plateau, (laughs) the twin stars of Mitt and Hintar blaze their dual light on 18 satellites. The galactic oddity and intense gravity and blazing radiation of the red giant blue main sequence pair would normally be far too hostile for life to evolve. And yet, their razor-thin habitable zone hosts not one, but two living worlds. <laughs> this extraordinary system was discovered early in the Pax Lazax and was soon colonized by the Federation of Soul. Much of the Federation's early efforts were focused on the outermost of the two worlds, pergussium, and the production <laughs> and export of the rich and heady wine... Crafted from the <laughs> abundant tittle berries that yes. grew there. <laughs> Initially, the craggy surface of Folien was the odd equine creatures that lived there. Were little more than a curiosity. <laughs> it's a winemaking faction. Yeah, you get it? Yes, yes. But slowly, as the vineyards of Pogussium sprawled and sales boomed, the larger and larger population of humans working on the vast plantations yearned for an outlet. After their demanding work and a new spirit on the neighboring world began to become more and more popular. A new sport. I'm sorry. A new sport. Spirit. <laughs> a new sport on the, on the neighboring world began to become more and more popular. Darf racing. Darf. D-A-R-F. That's the name of the species we've yeah. decided. Yeah. Darf racing. The hardy and nimble Darf, singularly And D R D A R F N I were classified by the LAZAX as a low-sentience species which afforded them precious little protections from exploitation, which the Federation colonials took full advantage of, establishing a booming circuit of races and Grand prix <laughs> throughout the canyons and chasms of Folliain. The Doff were fast, stu- sturdy, and had incredible endurance, and soon massive pavilions dotted <laughs> the valleys of Folliain, and money changed hands amid the ravenous fervor of gambling and wages. Ironically, Doff racing quickly eclipsed wine production as the most lucrative business in the Met system, and skilled jockeys and top-performing doff could earn salaries rivaling the earnings of moderately-sized Hakan trading consortiums. (laughs) As the lust for gambling riches... (laughs) gripped the system, so too did the desire to increase the performance of the Darth and the spectacle of races. As the age of dusk settled over the galaxy and the grasp of the Lazic slipped, owners began to augment their Darth with genetic alterations and cybernetic enhancements so they could think quicker, race faster, and run difficult courses without jockeys to guide them. Cyber horse. Cyber horses. (laughs) As and as the humans altered them more and more, the Darth began to learn. And to understand. <laughs> when the Twilight Wars erupted, the Federation assault could no longer spare the ships and personnel for the journey to such a distant colony with minimal military importance. Federation oversight of the system dwindled, and soon the colony was cut off entirely. Not long afterwards, the humans abandoned the fed- by the Federation were confronted by another issue. The doff they had long used as sports beasts staged a rebellion. The outnumbered and unprepared humans were lucky. The Darth could have called for the execution of their oppressors or demanded they take the Darth's place as indentured servants instead. The equine people merely wanted to be acknowledged and to gain equal treatment. An agreement was shortly reached and the two species entered the long dark years as partners. When the years of awakening dawned and the Federation returned, they found a blossoming civilization that no longer wanted to be under the thumb of soul. Having lived with gambling as the primary <laughs> form of entertainment for so long, the Dolph had incorporated it into their society, and the many gambling pavilions had grown into massive cities. While they no longer bet on their own competitions of speed and endurance, nearly anything else was a viable wager." <laughs> As the Federation scout ships left, leaving behind starships traded for Tivillberry wine, (laughs) the Darth Society took their first tentative steps out into the larger galaxy. To most, they were entirely unremarkable. Due to lacking resources and training, the military was inept. Their commodities were limited to one major export, and they had no apparent abilities to mark them as extraordinary beyond those of most species. But what made the custodians take notice was a series of wagers and wins placed in doff pavilions regarding the unfolding of recent galactic events. Wow. The revelation of the ghost of Creus existence within the Shalari anomaly, the existence of the necrovirus as a hidden shame of the L1Z1X mind net, otherwise unyielding facade, and the catastrophe that befell the Asheron Expedition, all of these events saw numerous Darth (laughs) receiving winnings from their gambles. It wasn't that they were right. It wasn't that they were right that was impressive. Odds on wages in Darth pavilions often rose to the triple or even quadruple digits on for unlikely events. And winners claiming massive pots on these impossible gambles was not unheard of. No, what caught the custodian's attention was how low the odds were. Four to one, three to one, even three to two. In all cases, (laughs) events that had surprised and astonished the galactic community at large had seemed so obvious to the Darth that they were considered nearly guaranteed, barely worth betting on. (laughs) The Wynarans of Meketal know that there is more to being a great emperor than just military might or grand policies, and they saw that the Darth possessed something that none of the other factions vying for the throne had. Insight. Despite their rough edges and their military's near incompetence, (laughs) with skilled guidance and proper grooming, they could become the greatest emperors the galaxy had ever seen. But first, they need to prove to one and all that initial wave of predictions was not a fluke, but the real deal. Wow. Wow.
1: That was the best faction cheat in the game. And that is now in the game. As far as I'm concerned, that's more canon than like. Than like Cabal. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was such a good cheat. I can't believe how great that was, Absol. Thank Uh, you for this gift. Wow. Wow. I hope Uh, you
0: enjoyed that reading. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed doing it. it.
1: I can't believe I can't believe how good that was. I am like yeah. you told me it was going to be good nah. and I am like blown Ford. away. Yeah,
0: I, I'm astounded by how awesome that was. Wow. Woo. That's, Woo. that's 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 that episode was the best episode. And this is the best errata we've ever had. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yep. We can retire. Now, I think. <laughs> it can be done.
1: It can be over.
0: All right. Well, we have to now. We have to follow that up with like an actual episode of the show. Which oh I don't, my god, I don't know if I can do I anything not do in that. this episode. Mm-mm. I feel like the only voice I can do for the rest of the day <laughs> is on <laughs> sipping on a little sweet tea and some juniper <laughs> berries. Oh wow. Uh, so what are we talking about today, and why? Um, I don't. I don't know why. I can't answer that question just because we decided to. Uh, we're talking about the speaker token. Yeah. And speaker order. Yeah. Um, The reality is we're vamping.
1: (laughs) It's a theoretical episode. Yeah. Okay. We're not vamping. This is...
0: There's thoughts behind this, but we just didn't know what else to talk about yet. We're kind of stalling for time. I got a Cabal episode I got to write, and I need like another week.
1: Right. You need some time. Um, We thought it would be an interesting topic, but this is, I think, the type of episode that is going to spur conversation versus already kind of at the end point. It's a
0: little bit of a not quite an etiquette episode, but certainly a a meta episode debate
1: yeah because if, if this episode uh was merely only the speaker token actually and nothing sure. theoretical it would we could long. be done yeah already. we could <laughs> right. already be done with right
0: that. so we decided to talk a little bit more about speaker order than just the speaker token so let's let's get into it let's talk a little bit about speaker order yeah so let's define speaker order it's pretty obvious i don't i don't want to sit here and belabor this point but uh The first and foremost thing that I want to address is uh, just a goofy thing, which is the speaker and the holder of the speaker token Mm -hmm. is routinely... Uh, like the manager of the table, sure. So different act, different things dictate that the speaker be the one to flip the agenda. The speaker is the one who right. determines the. the ex- speaker rolls
1: the die right. on uh, what's it called? Ixian artifacts. Ixian yeah. artifacts.
0: So uh, I just like we love to lean into this as our table, and if you don't do this, you should. You should make sure the speaker is always the one to do things. Yeah. Uh, and this has been true since Ti3 as well. The speaker re- reads the agendas. The speaker does it all. Uh, uh, I want your the, table when you're the speaker you're driving the bus I want to bring the gavel
1: back I, I want to bring back the old politics rules that we had yeah. because they were so fun yeah just
0: arbitrary rule when the, just people when the, yelling yeah. all
1: at once and then eventually it being
0: all right it's time, voting time yeah we, we had a rule where the speaker when the speaker said shut up everyone had to shut up and it was time to vote and that yeah, was it like no a, more we, no more discussion speaker decides when we are done talking about it right which I love it as a homebrew thing. Right, not good for the game. It's
1: not good for the game because the speaker then has too much power. Totally. And also the speaker almost always should
0: just... just bang the game. Not allow any... Yeah, to, yeah, yeah. allow yeah. no discussion. Anyways, let's get into real things with speaker order though. Uh, the speaker order is starting with the speaker and going clockwise. Yeah. Now there are some times when you do things in speaker order from the active player and clockwise. So sure. basically speaker order is just a fancy way of saying clockwise around the actual physical table. Sure. And that is opposed to initiative order, which is your strategy card order. Yeah. Leadership and then diplo. Which is not politics. clockwise or counterclockwise. Which is just, just however however you got there, right, you know? Right, So when is speaker order relevant? Uh, there's a few instances, and some of them are, are often forgotten about the importance. Uh, obviously, the big thing we know about speaker order is it's important during the strategy phase. It's the order sure. in which you pick strategy cards. Yeah. Your speaker order determines your access to initiative order. Right because and and this will especially be true in the last round of the game but the speaker gets first pick at strategy cards second place or you know second order gets it um also worth noting the strategy phase abilities resolve in speaker order there's only two abilities at like the start of the strategy there's very few abilities that have the same timing window but uh one of them is very very important and that's quantum data hub node and imperial arbiter sure. have the same timing window which means speaker order would determine which one goes first which one goes first and turns yeah. into like a weird game of chicken between those two abilities and it's yeah. always kind of awkward
1: or or even more common uh just two quantum data hub nodes because there's a necro right, in the game. With, right with a con gross
0: um so then we also have the agenda phase this is where we arbitrarily follow kind of our agenda phase method that we outlined in episode 107, which is our whens and afters. You'll see this in the tournament a lot. Right. We go, does anybody have any wins? Starting with the speaker. Next, 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 next. You don't have to do it that way, but there's so many abilities that can all happen at the same time in the agenda phase that it is literally quicker to just force everyone to answer the question right. in speaker order of whether or not they are playing a thing than it is to like watch everyone think about if they want to play the thing and see if somebody else is going to play the thing or whatever. Yeah. All of that is because abilities are resolved in speaker order when they are uh the same timing ability right right
1: yeah if everybody just plays all their cards at once it just becomes a mess yeah. of what they actually mean right who is like especially writers if, imagine if everybody played the writers at once yeah then it would everyone's saying a different thing and then immediately changing it because they didn't actually resolve in that way right. yeah yeah yeah,
0: yeah. Sa- same thing goes for the action phase it's why in battle we like the uh, active player does their thing. And then technically you go around the table in speaker order. That's important for things like PDS shots when multiple people could be firing. Sure. But then outside of that, like just in the combat, it's, it's you and the defender generally. So you don't think of it as speaker order, but it technically is. Yeah. Um. The other thing for the agenda phase is there are some agendas that's that net multiple people, victory points. And if those players are all at nine and it gets them their 10th victory point, the tie that is, that happens, the winner is speaker order right which is why you never actually want to resolve a victory point even when there's a tie you're not getting two people to the win you're giving right. the highest speaker order player the win right so it's rarely in anyone's interest to let the player at night it's a not point. actually a tie Is right. the problem yeah is it's that not you just, not a real yeah. tie yeah uh and then you also have in the action phase strategic actions uh every every single secondary you resolve in uh speaker order from the active player Uh, And there's a bunch of times where this doesn't actually matter. Right. Uh, Drawing leadership tokens, doing Diplo, politics, construction warfare. All of those things are like, it technically matters. I should be allowed to know the warfare build of the player to my right before I build my stuff. And that's when, like, in last year's tournament, we, like, kind of moderated that. And that's why games were 14 and a half hours. Yeah, yeah, right. So it's a waste of time. Everyone just accepts that, like, if it really, really needs to matter then we will speak up and say something. But otherwise, we're all going to do it at the same time.
1: Exactly. Oh, and I love that you're saying that because for the for the tournament, I, I feel like I want to be even emphasizing uh, that more and more with the players, which is like, if you want it yeah. to be exactly in the order that it's supposed to, we're never going to say that you can't right. have that. You know yeah, what I mean? That is,
0: those are the rules and you're but, allowed but we, to play by the rules. But in,
1: in the past, we've defaulted to the most correct yeah. way to do it, which also happens to be so slow right, that it's not it's <laughs> yeah. just not tenable Yeah, and,
0: and, and also just like less f- fun to just sit there and wait on everybody to do every single thing there's too yeah. many things that happen in the game to do, let things happen that slowly now there are two instances where that speaker order really does matter sure and it's not even all, normal people say so yeah even even normal people want to do this in order and it's not tech all the time but if Narr is in the game sure. you kind of need to go in order because that research agreement gets thrown around and it really matters when R researches tech yeah, compared yeah. to other people and and trading that research agreement becomes a big deal and the other one and the most important one is the imperial secondary once sure. players have gained their third uh secret objective mm-hmm now, you really do need to do things in order, because technically, a player is supposed to draw their new one, have too many, put one back in the deck, reshuffle the deck, and then the next person goes. Right. The thing that a player put back in the deck should be an option for the next player to draw, and that is important to the game. Right. It is a completely different level of checking what secrets everybody has if everybody just drew one and then everybody put one back in the deck at the same time right um i actually used to think that's how game setup worked i thought you had to do it in order and i was just wrong the rules are just everybody draws two and then discards one but i used to think it was supposed to be speaker order draws there two, discards one then next draws two and it made the start of the game like horrifically slow yeah yeah no sp- and that is yeah, i'm just wrong that. i'm just wrong there forget uh, that. or if i'm not wrong i think it became a thing where just the community agreed like no that sucks real hard so yeah not do doing that um, so that's it. Those are the instances in which speaker order matters. So we're going to go through it uh, kind of round by round. Oh, I thought the episode was
1: over. Oh, that's I it. Thought, <laughs> is that not it? I thought, you know, not as good as a horse episode, yeah, but yeah, we yeah. got to go now. 20 minute I mean, episode. That we promise fun. you speaker token. Gotta go. <laughs>
0: now, the, the thing that results from there is speaker uh, becomes this very strange component to manipulate uh, and has some very, very strange impacts on the rest of the game due to all of these factors. These sure. things all combo together in a way that makes determining speaker order really weird and POK being like a faster game makes that speaker order matter more, more. than ever.
1: Yeah, uh, so I just want to, just to describe like what the rest of this episode is about, Yeah. we are going to kind of do a hypothetical roadmap of what thoughts we have about the speaker token and what you could do with it if you're prioritizing speaker token manipulation yep. uh, into your strategy kind of round by round like what right. options do you have what you should what should you be thinking about i want to make it clear though i do think that speaker token manipulation is a little bit overrated it's
0: a little hot right, right now.
1: now it's a little too hot i think to justify it Because it's starting to get to the point, in my opinion, where everyone, the speaker token is just going to start moving the other direction so much that it essentially evens out. And now the speaker token just doesn't go... It doesn't go clockwise anymore. Yeah. yeah. It now goes counter-clockwise, counterclockwise. And it just moves the way you would expect it to move in a normal game right. if people didn't manipulate the speaker token. Right. So. Well, and
0: I saw someone... They were slightly referring to something different, but uh, Mr. Have a Nice Day referred to things like this as a wolf chicken grain bridge puzzle. Yeah. <laughs> I also compare it to the Princess Bride uh, cup po- cup of poison. Like, am I gonna do it or am I not gonna do it? But But it's more that wolf chicken grain thing where it's like do i let it move to away from me or do i back it up but then they decide to also back it up and we're gonna get into all that and why all of that happens now because i think it's not totally clear to some players why speaker token gets so crazy let's start with a simple one though which is round one the speaker token is randomly decided at the start of the game sure technically it's actually the very 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 first thing you do in any game of ti it's supposed to be at least. So yeah. really all decisions are supposed to be based on the idea that, you know, your round one speaker order, your faction selection should be based on your round one speaker. order. And it's the main reason people give pushback on our tournament draft stuff, because in our draft, all of setup happens and then you determine speaker order.
1: Yeah. You know, speaker order last, so it doesn't influence all of the decisions that you make in the draft. You're just somebody's going to get speaker. I don't know who it's going to be. But it's random. And what what is the line in the, the rule book is just like determine speaker? Yeah. Is number that all it one. says? It just says determine speaker. Determine speaker. And then you do everything else. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. We've never really liked that. Unless, I mean, we have at times uh with certain drafts baked the speaker into the draft. Right. Which meant the whole map was designed around the
0: aspect of right. the speaker token. And I th- I thought that was pretty cool. I, people that was last year's method, and people uh, a lot of people drastically preferred that. Sure. Um, the argument is it makes weaker factions more viable. Things like Arborek can get played if Arborek knows they're going to pick first. Yeah. It's like, I know I can get tech, so now I'm going to play Arborek. And I think that argument has validity, but I also argue Arborek is made better by knowing the speaker order. But so is S.A.R. <laughs> right. So if I get first pick, why wouldn't I choose S.A.R. that can pick Warfare and do crazy stuff? Or, sure. Or what you know, whatever I need for those different... Why, why not N.R.A. and take the thing N.R.A. needs the most? All factions are improved by knowing for sure what your speaker order is. Well, one.
1: I think in a vacuum, the idea with that draft, if I remember correctly, was that the best, uh, the best faction was going to end up in the... Or? worst slice yeah we counterbalanced
0: yeah. it by making the slices very oh,
1: unbalanced so it was the best faction was going to end up in the worst slice and the worst slice had the
0: speaker token is that how it worked yeah the worst well not by default we had a version of it but but like last to pick or what i, I can't remember the exact details but what on average happened was worst faction was in best slice and best faction was in worst slice with speaker order okay well, a little yeah. So you had you had a good faction that could overcome a bad slice, and you had a speaker order that could help you overcome that bad slice. But it was a pretty bad slice. I
1: think I'm gonna do. I'm tired of this SCPT uh, winemaking stuff. <laughs> I'm gonna do my own tournament with where you ban. The first thing that happens is you is each player bans three factions. Okay. <laughs> so we ban every faction except for six. <laughs> and And you know what? I do all the banning in every game, I decide what factions are available in the pool. yeah, and it will and this is what will be available. Here's the only acceptable factions in the cool guy tournament I'm making just for cool guys. Arborek, mm-hmm. Mentak, and that's it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> those two three times
1: <laughs> those two three times this is a cool guys only tournament in my clubhouse it's called the hunters clubhouse cool guy tournament only cool guys need apply mm-hmm.
0: uh so as you can see the reason we dislike speaker being determined for us or having some sort of deterministic factor in the draft is it be- it's wildly asymmetric i mean there's no good way to do that right we, we had it in there and it wasn't even perfect um so th- we have taken so much more to we want a balanced start where people decide things because they want a faction and and slice combo they care about those things yeah and the choice of their round one strategy card is secondary to them yeah and and we've had this reinforced by some tournament statistics now i'm not going to say tournament statistics are foolproof they're they are or even good or even good they're small numbers but the small numbers that we have in the tournaments where speaker order was like less randomized and more part of the draft or whatever what we What we've seen is that speaker order doesn't really matter mm-hmm. in round one. Round one speaker order does not have a bearing on you winning the game. If anything, we saw many instances where round one speaker had a had a lower win rate than like fourth. Round one speaker kind of sucks because
1: you can't get custodians really right. that like you're kind of yeah you're kind of out on second custodes. or third has like a better win rate by a significant margin. That would be my theory is the reason why uh that, that would be the reason why that, that yeah. having having speaker token on round one is actually not the bee's knees. Spot two and spot three are fun on the bun.
0: <laughs> fun on the hunt bun. Uh, so uh, this is why I mean, my big pro- my big proposal at this point is get rid of round one speaker order at all. I mean, you're going to sign around one speaker because there are a couple things that sort of matter for that but not even right. really but i would rather draft round one strategy cards
1: whoa as with In just a, a random draft well, order with,
0: yeah like i wish the draft was faction slice and round one speed uh strategy card that's whoa, and that's dude. somewhat that's sort of what milty draft uh, that's
1: straight up homebrew you're talking oh, right yeah. now you've so, gone you've gone off the road
0: yeah so i i don't actually i don't know what to do with it but i do think that that could be something that we see uh, down the road.
1: Is this just like a homebrew show now? You're just like pulling homebrew yeah.
0: up on a re- regular this episode. This is our game.
1: We've got a horse episode. <laughs> We've got.
0: I can. I. I feel like it's almost safe to say at this point that you and I have spent more time. Oh yeah, I love what you're working to say. Yeah. on yeah. Twilight Imperium related things. Yeah. Than Mister Beltrami. Yeah. Yeah, and he's fired. <laughs> Currently
1: fired. A disgraced Beltrami <laughs> is my name for him. Disgraced Beltrami thrown out by yeah. the new the new kings. <laughs> the the Mahat Kings of Twilight Imperium. Uh-huh. And we will make it better and be annoyed by rules and not know most of them. <laughs>
0: not know most of them and yell at you for asking.
1: I mean if it, if if I was the president of twi- Twilight Imperium Town. Uh-huh. I would, first of all, appoint Milty to do all of the work.
0: Yeah, that's Duke. Yes. And, and Duke. The, the, the Duke really runs the territory. Yes, Duke
1: runs the show, but I'm the face. You know?
0: <laughs> and it's a lot of pressure to be the oh, face. Oh, my God. It's
1: so much pressure. People <laughs> say mean things every day. Every day people say mean things. This is an episode about the speaker order. Let's get back to it. Um, oh,
0: actually, do we have an ad break coming up? Oh, we're about to, But but the last thing to cover here is. So what is round one speaker order actually doing for you if it is not setting up your win for the game? All speaker order round one does for you is give you the opportunity to establish, like, the rest of your game while you currently have no money, Mm -hmm. which is what everybody basically starts with round one, or fixes a bad start. Factions with not very good starts really hope for a decent speaker order. Basically, round one is when the strategy cards giving you free stuff is at its most important. Yep. Everything after that, it becomes like the tempo of how much stuff can you get and where can you kind of save a couple bucks. But round one, it's like, I need a free thing very badly to to survive this opening crawl. I just need a free thing.
1: Yeah, there's like an exponential thing that happens with your start in Twilight Imperium, which is like any, like, it would be wild if you actually charted uh, where your plastic from round one actually Goes. end up at the end of the game <laughs> right because it really travels way more than anything else yeah, you know because right. everything else you're just like building hastily and trying to get it to something or another right right uh your round one plastic like that stuff's gonna last you yeah. know that's going a ways <laughs> you're doing a lot more with that
0: i'd love to see the roadmap of like of muat starting war sun and like where all it oh my god <laughs> um, yeah just like, that little graphic a
1: whole twilight imperium game just from the perspective of one muat war sun <laughs> and that's all we can see you know
0: that would be cool yeah yeah i feel like we'd learn a lot well let's take a quick break and then we're going to talk about how now actually getting to choose speaker matters yeah for the rest of the game and what we do with that uh choice just a quick break And we're back. Hello. Um, This is a funny energy for an episode. Yeah, I know. It's a little bit like a, just like, do I care? Do I even care about this episode?
1: I mean, I do. Uh, (laughs) I care about every episode. They're all my children. (laughs) Um, Which is my favorite TV show. (laughs) All my children. That's a good show. Okay.
0: All right. I'll take your word for it.
1: Yeah, it is a good show. I believe you. Yeah, that's a
0: good show. Can we talk about the politics strategy card? I guess. Okay, so uh, we we are now in a in a deterministic world where people get to choose who the speaker is, and thus get to choose speaker order and yes. all of the important things that speaker order determines. Yes, yes. So what do we do with that decision? Well, let's let's talk about politics. Um, taking politics means uh, we get to pick the speaker, mm-hmm. then draw two action cards, uh-huh. and then deal with two agendas
1: deal we, with two aden- we, we, agendas we care about
0: we deal with them we care about dealing with those two agendas we so take care of them the bit so so we could just take the speaker token if we don't have it already yeah there's obviously a big reason that a speaker almost never takes politics right especially round you can't, one you can't take it for yourself you can't give yourself a speaker now I, I think this is something we should see shift a little bit more i think speaker i think round one speaker could take politics more often and give it to their right. But that's like really, really, really leaning into like speaker tempo. And obviously like a free tech is much better than being second in turn order.
1: <laughs> yeah. In,
0: in the future. Now,
1: I'm going to go ahead and poo-poo this whole idea sure. right now. I'm going to try go it though. Can I and
0: poo-poo? No, because here's my, here's my argument. Can I poo-poo now Sixth though? Sixth pick is going to get construction.
1: Yeah, sure. Sixth
0: pick might not get very much in this first round. So it's Maybe more unlikely that sixth pick is going to be able to challenge me at custodians. So if I give them speaker token, I'm still maybe set up to do if 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 sixth pick isn't a blue tech faction, I might give them speaker token and take politics first. And I don't think we're experimenting with that enough. How
1: many factions can you name for me right now where you could safely do this? At absolutely no risk. None. (laughs) Oh, none. (laughs) I mean, you (laughs) can. Arborek. Yeah uh-huh mend not even mend tech. no Nope. there's nope. a lot there's a lot that i can't you don't know everything yeah yeah it's in and, and that's a gamble. that's the problem is that here 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 is my core issue with this whole idea yep. is that you are the speaker you pick your strategy card first right i don't care what you tell me you don't know enough okay yep. You think you do but you don't <laughs> all right and you're literally going to like you know who knows what faction you're playing you probably needed the help of some yeah better strategy card round one than politics now you've sold the speaker token to guess what person that's going to get custodians now instead of you right you
0: dumb and that's the big question we're actually answering round one speaker token Mm -hmm. that gets handed out in round one is giving someone the custodians point sure that's yes. that's like the most important thing we're going to come back around to this point when we talk a little bit more about round two but when you take politics what you're generally saying is i want speaker token i right. mean i want custodians token round right two. um sometimes someone can steal it round one whatever that's a whole other thing but we, we are trying to determine our speaker order for the round two strategy phase and the biggest impact that has is on custodians there are a couple other things you're doing though generally speaking with politics not specifically round one but in general you're also determining your voting order in the agenda phase and people forget this too often yeah when you do that round one i'll sell you speaker if you give me first pick anyways that happens all the time two trade goods you get it for cheap but you let me get the first pick and you're actually getting the second pick even though you're picking it first yeah the problem with that is now you're putting yourself in an order that could change round one it's maybe not a big deal but but in like round two going into round three you're putting yourself first in voting order yeah by sending speaker token to your right um round one is probably actually when it's the safest because there's probably not an agenda phase round one yeah which means you can just kind of hang out with it uh but in future rounds every time you sell the speaker token to your right you're putting yourself in a terrible voting order on the flip side of that if public execution comes up Mm -hmm. then you're fine now the order sucks It, it i wish you could look at the agendas first See public execution, put it on top, and then give the speaker token to the right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not that. the order. That's not the order. You take speaker token first. So if you're giving it to the right, and then you see public execution, all right, put it on top. But otherwise, there's no other reason for public execution to ever make it on top. Because if you took speaker token yourself, well, you shouldn't have put public execution on top.
1: Yeah. Has anyone ever done that though? Like probably some ever, absolute some baboon. That? Yeah, yeah.
0: I've done that. Some. Di- <laughs> I did that. I thought I'd. I thought I'd get around it. You don't get around that. That one you don't get around. Um. Also, you get to look at two agendas in general. This is just a, this is a sidebar. This is Hunter's mm-hmm. sidebar. I don't know why I'm taking the lead on it. But yeah, the yeah. sidebar is uh, looking at those two agendas, people undervalue that ability. Huh? I've been
1: making money off seeing those agendas lately. It's pretty great. So what you do is you, you, you pick up the two agendas. All right. Let's say you pick up one. You think somebody might want it. Let's say the person you just sold the speaker token to might want it. Yeah. Don't give it to him for free. Right. Show it to him. Be like, hey, you're going to have a pretty good shot at this. I'm not saying you're going to make a bunch of money off this, but you could make a buck. And you already just made a buck by selling the speaker type or whatever. Right. Alternatively, draw something that's bad for, I don't know, ghosts. Show it to them. Hold them over a barrel. Right. This is the type of extortion that you can really get away with because it's so soft. Right. It's like soft extortion. It's not like, I'm not trying to ruin your day here. Right. Guys just trying well, to make a buck.
0: Well, and the extortion here is significantly less threatening than you leaving it on top. You, you say, "Listen. If I leave this on top, you're going to have to pay like $8 or a support exactly. for the to make cost it go more. away. Yeah. Or you or. pay me 3 bucks right now,
1: you're doing you never him a have favor. to worry about it. You're doing them a favor practically. <laughs> this is like some better call Saul stuff. <laughs> <laughs> uh
0: so yeah, uh don't don't for, don't sleep on the agendas. But let's get back to this actual speaker order custodians sure so we've 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 got the speaker order for round two determined and this determines the custodians uh the speaker almost always takes leadership and takes the custodians and more or less anytime speaker doesn't take leadership or leadership doesn't take custodians they've made a mistake they have made a mistake ej did this just the other day this just
1: the other day he would have won the game right i would have been happy to see an ej win yep i wanted an ej win yep i tried to tell him there's this thing that happens there's this thing that happens in games where people trust me every day, all the time, and then we start playing, <laughs> and they, and they don't playing. trust me anymore. Yeah. And let me tell you, man, I do not mind losing this game. I do not mind, <laughs> okay, to anyone except for Matt. Uh, <laughs> but if it's somebody else, to, I mean, if, I, if I'm if i really You'll emphatic, hand
0: the game to anybody as long as it means I'm not going to win.
1: If I'm emphatically telling you that I think, hey, I really think you're making a mistake right now, I don't mind if you win. Like, yeah. let's- Let's all play the best we can, and I just really wanted EJ to take. The, he was set up to take the custodians. It was going to cost him a little bit more than it should have normally. Yeah, but whatever. It's worth I still point. I, I it's the
0: victory point, y'all. It's I your stand guac. By it. I stand custodians by it. is the most accessible guac in the game. Yes, you yep. want that guac point. Walk-a-mole. Yeah, we should have
1: done, dude. This episode should just be about custodians and like all the data suggesting right. that like custodians makes you like thirty five percent, forty percent likely to yeah. win the game. Right? Like,
0: right? It's 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 f- hugely important. It's you big need deal. a custodian, or you have to score a stage two. Yeah, and they're about their uh, patience has been running the numbers, and I think they're almost equitable at this point. Sure, but. There are just a lot of factions who really can't do the stage twos. Yeah,
1: a lot of factions are really bad There's a lot of factions
0: who can't do custodians. There's a lot
1: of factions that can't do anything that can
0: barely even be in the game. Barbaric. So, (laughs) the other thing that starting in round two speaker order sort of grants us is this idea of leverage. Yeah. Uh, The speaker order leverage is a concept we have sort of addressed in the past but people talk about it a lot and the first person i remember ever talking to me about this was blark knob and they were talking about it in like a ti3 contest knob daddy of course knob
1: daddy started something yeah knob daddy
0: taught me leverage um and and here's (laughs) how it works uh if i am generally ahead of you in speaker order which so i'm to the to the right of hunter hunter is on my left yeah that means most often i will be drawing my or picking my strategy card before him the only instance this is not true is when hunter is speaker and then i'm last pick right Right. so sometimes you can you can mess with this and get yourself a, a one round advantage right but most of the game i'm going to have an advantage on hunter because i am to his right because i can take leadership and then they can take diplo hunter can take diplo but i move first i can jump on his home system right now sure that kind of thing yes um you you and it works vice versa as well if I know Hunter wants to come attack me and I'm on his right. Right. I can defend my home system before he can make the attack because I can pick leadership before o- he takes it.
1: Or let's say I, I have, I'm ahead in speaker order and you just don't defend your home system. Right. And then I do take it. That's also a possibility sure. stuff that could happen. <laughs> it sure is. Yeah. <laughs> I just wanted to... We were like doing hypotheticals uh-huh. and I was like, I want to do... Oh, uh, one, one more. I
0: like one. Oh, I got one. <laughs> uh, but no, this this generally lasts all game long. And the bigger factor here uh, is how you should consider your support for the throne yeah. swap. Yeah, uh, And this is the main reason I do not prefer the argument that you should swap your support for the throne with one of your neighbors. The argument goes... You swap your support for them with your neighbor so that you don't have to worry about that wall. Sure. I don't have to worry about going there. I can't go on their stuff. They can't go on my stuff. We have a secure border, and that, that's like the most likely border to have conflict. Right. My argument would be you can find other ways to settle that conflict if you play good negotiation with that player. And if you do a support swap with your neighbor, one person in that relationship is getting significantly more out of it than the other player. Because, again, going with me on Hunter's right, Hunter on the left, mm-hmm. if we do a support swap... This literally happened the other day in the reverse order. Right. Well, let's just describe that instance. I'm Cabal. Hunter's on my right as Necro. We do a support swap. And then in the final round, Hunter has a significant advantage on me. He's got leadership. I've got Diplo. But we have a support swap. I can't do anything to stop his locked down win. Right. I, I, because of our support swap, I can't attack Hunter. Right if I could attack well, you concept, can you can', but
1: you're throwing I'm you're throwing, throwing a away, point away. I'm throwing my game
0: yeah. away, so you are drastically hindering yourself in the final round if you can't deal with the person who has initiative order and thus scoring order over you, yeah,
1: yeah, i think uh I think that should always be uh factored into any support swaps is who has uh the speaker order. Uh, advantage. I believe what I said at the time, though, was that I I had that that leverage over you speaker order leverage. I should say. I should yep. use the term that we're actually using. Uh, but at the same time, you had uh, Mechatol Rex. Yeah. We had not gone to agenda phase. Yeah. I I had no idea if hijinks were about to. Uh, ensue actually a lot of times when someone does propose to me a support like that i assume it's because they have like politics writer or something like that
0: my other argument too in defense of myself was at the time you didn't have a guac point yet you didn't have a 10th point locked up right now what i should have recognized is you were necro right stage twos come very easily to well, you. well and i was and prepping stage, for stage twos right and the state and a stage two that you could score popped up and so then you became unstoppable
1: i had five structures and 16 or i had like a ton of trade goods i had so many and trade, trade goods, goods yeah. yeah yeah so i mean I, I i was just prepped for it and that that was a game though where uh you know we're talking a lot about the the support for the throne however we we've already kind of covered uh it's it's custodes or a stage two right this would have been a stage two plus my secret objective for the win so even in that situation i don't think it's as simple as every time you do a swap with uh somebody that you don't have speaker order leverage on it's a bad idea or a dumb idea no uh it depends on the relationship between the factions the distance between the players as far as victory point wise like sometimes people just get stuck yeah and then I mean, of course it's okay to support swab with somebody that's stuck. Right. Like even if they have speaker order leverage on right. you, if it's like, well, you're not gonna you're not gonna win, you're gonna take one and I'm gonna take two, but right. in this situation two is actually one yep. because you won't win at status
0: phase or whatever. I, I still think it is probably better to trade support for the thrones across the table cuz now your your decisions will never be impacted by your support for the throne or generally won't be impacted by your support for the throne and you can help contribute to the table. I could have been paid to try to stop you in a final round right. scenario. That yeah, happens yeah. all the time, but if you have the support for the throne, you just all of those options are gone.
1: Right. I would say that I would say this when it comes to to support for the throne uh stuff. Uh it doesn't need to happen early and you just need to look at the the whole table. Yeah. Um I, I think that if you're doing it round one or round two, you just don't know what things are going to look like, you know? And it's impossible right. to 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 really see the future. This is like something we run into when we're commentating tournament games where people will ask us, like, it'll be like round two. And somebody's like, who's going to win? Who's got this? <laughs> or like chat has decided yeah. that somebody's going to win. And it's just like, it's we've just seen it too many times. The, the game state changes so much in... Even in the mid game, the game state is still still changing so much. A lot of times you can't see where this game is going until about halfway through round four. Right. And then you
0: can start anticipating round five and thus the end of the game. Right. You cannot call a victor in round three. No, you just can't. Um, And so to that same reason, I don't like I would do a support swap in round three. Yeah, because the problem is rounds one and two. It's all what you just said. It's just so like. So, Up in the air and nebulous, unsure. you have no idea what's going to happen. Rounds four and five, it becomes too late. <laughs> and it's like now we're getting into wind making. I'm all about terrible I mean, stuff.
1: If if we're kind of we're, we're almost like having is this, is this episode. episode about support for the throne? But right. uh, I almost feel I'm always trying to go for kind of a baby bears bowl of porridge type thing. Totally. I do not want to be the last swap. Yeah, exactly. But I don't. Uh, but I definitely don't want to swap too early. Right. So I try and keep an eye on other people, thinking if I'm going to see some other swaps, yep. if somebody else starts it, I'll generally go right in. You, I do
0: occasionally start it if it feels like the wins are right. right or whatever. You got to know your plan. Yeah. If I'm playing Argent Flight, I am banking on a win from ahead, yeah. which means I probably do need to be the first support swap, because if I get that kind of somewhat early game Imperial pop and mm-hmm. I get to a big commanding lead, I'm never going to get my support for the throne swap. Right. Which means that that cost me my guac. <laughs> the, the the nine points that we assume you can get assumes a support swap. Right. And so if you lose access to that, you're in big trouble. Right. So you, you have to, if you know you're going to have a big swing round, you need to handle that before then. Um, so let's talk about politics, the politics uh, player in round two, feeding into round three. Sure. Uh, this is the one where, I uh, there's too many... We're too early in the game, just like everything else we've been saying. It's you can't make anything that's gonna determine your order. There's a there is a want by me to think that round two can help impact my round five speaker order. And the problem is you can't predict enough about how your other opponents are going to act.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I mean the thing that defeats this whole the whole logic of selling the speaker order is the idea that you might sell the speaker to someone who will then sell the speaker also to spells. someone who will right. then sell the speaker and now it's literally just moving in reverse order but normal. Um I think that, you know, if you know if you if you can read your neighbor well enough, yeah. um people generally sell the speaker when they feel like they are getting their points together. Right. All right. If you're selling it to someone who really seems like they need a specific right. uh strategy card next round. That's a
0: bingo. Here's the big thing I would say. Round two is actually your last chance to sell the speaker token.
1: <laughs> it's your own well one, uh, that's not necessarily true. It's not true, always b-
0: true. No, but, but it is general But
1: our opinion would be that the, yeah. if if the game was played exactly the way we see it, yeah. in round two you would sell the speaker token. And then after that no one is going to let you sell exactly. it they're I'm just never going to accept i'm
0: it. never buying a speaker token round three onward yeah i'm not buying it I'm you gonna, can give it to me but right. it benefits you just as much to give it to me well and we're going to get into why that is we're going right. to we're going to talk about that in a minute but my argument is if you're round two politics you should probably just give yourself the speaker because it's pr- it's probably going to lead to you being in a better speaker order uh, in round five you probably will not be speaker in round five if you are speaker in r- or if you are a politics player in round two mm-hmm. but you might be anything can happen um but more importantly if you are going to sell the speaker token you need to sell it for actually like more than a common value people sell speaker token for too cheap and it's especially because round one going into round two it's kind of hard to judge the value a bit, and sometimes it's not worth that much to you to pick first because you're not a custodian's faction maybe um but round 2 and round 3 you are giving away some significant power you're giving away that and that that final vote uh and their first pick it's it's a lot to give away so it needs to be like significantly more money than two trade goods right right um if you're going to sell it so okay we're here in round 3 now round 3 I am speaker what am i doing with my opportunity to be speaker in round 3 well i'll tell you this much we're already thinking about the late game we're thinking about the last round of the game right now yeah uh it's speaker tempo is what we kind of call it we've we've been talking a lot about tempo there's a bunch of different tempos there's tech tempo and structure construction tempo uh speaker tempo also matters because if if it were a perfect thing if we knew that if we handed the speaker token to someone and it moved one player to the left every single round we would give the speaker token two to our right so then in round four it moves to our right and then around five it moves to us so round five we are speaker right that would be the goal right assuming except for for for, everyone else has a brain at the table yes (laughs)
1: yeah and 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 i think i have a secret goal with this episode which is to destroy this entire way of thinking yeah because yeah you're in round three the the cool guy thing to do is to sell the speaker token two spots away from you or even just sell it even just one yeah uh and and it's it really shouldn't be selling because the idea is you're trying to set yourself up with right. a favorable thing. I guess you could spin it around and say, hey, I'm giving this speaker token to you, and you could move it even further. Right. So maybe you should pay me then. I don't know. Right. Um, but yeah, the idea is you give it two spaces away and then it everything stays consistent and no one else tries to play this game right. that you're playing. I think it is starting to fall apart for right. me. Um, but yeah, uh but yeah, you should you having it two away from you if you think you're going to be able to get away with it, which, again, comes down to evaluating where the players are at with their game, how desperately they need a strategy card, which taking politics means I don't need a strategy card right now. Right. I just want to have a better one next round. Right. Um, right. So,
0: yeah, I don't know. Right. If I was granted speaker in round three, here's what I would do more often than not. I think you should just take Imperial that round. Because this is your chance at a swing round. You probably have a decent board position. Mm-hmm. There is almost definitely an objective, two objectives you have not scored and are probably in striking distance for you. Right. And because you can't guarantee anything with the speaker order, you might as well get your point tempo online more than your speaker tempo. You don't want to overemphasize that speaker tempo in lieu of never getting Imperial in the game. Because you could sell that speaker token, not ha- taking Imperial. You didn't take Imperial round one or two. And now. The speaker token continues to move backwards, and now you never see imperial.
1: What about this? How about this? I'm 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 gonna blow your mind. Okay. What if you sell the speaker token to the highest bidder, and you <laughs> don't care who that is?
0: I think that needs to become the new meta. That would be I, interesting. I think Pok is shifting things enough to where you can you can put that speaker token where wherever speaker token speaker token wherever, mm-hmm. and it's not gonna matter because the main thing you're controlling are some action cards and some agendas. Right and yeah, I I want to see where literally just putting it open on the market. Who wants to buy this right now? Highest right. bidder, right? Give me money. Right. Now you can't do that. You can't quite do that, right? Because then what everybody goes can't do that. Well, you, uh, auctions rarely work in Ti. Is all I'm saying. Does anybody want to pay me for this? Uh oh yeah yeah sure sure but it's speaker tokens so there's somebody is going to be somebody last wants to pick. I would just go. I would look at like somebody three spaces back from you and be like, Do you want this for? F- Four trade goods, five trade goods, six like six trade pick, goods, pick, seven trade pick goods, pick eight. Some value. Just
1: keep have it go up every <laughs> second until they buy it.
0: Well, and as soon as someone gives you an offer, you move one to their right and say, "Okay, what about you?" And to pay more for it. Usually they'll say no, but I don't know. I, I I agree. I think you should try to get what you can, but I I don't know if that meta will take off or not.
1: Yeah, I don't know either. Um, I just know that uh, well, I don't know. I it's it's where we're at right now with it is kind of a weird place where. It's kind of uh, it's becoming a little predictable yeah uh, in a way that makes me feel like it's it's all defeating itself right. as far as like what the overall right. point is. The idea is like you're gonna try and lock down your position yep. in round five yeah
0: what, um, what I think you should do yeah just to count it out through where we've been. If you took politics in round one mm-hmm. it's because you wanted leadership in round two and that's what you should do so that you can get sure the to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah if you took politics in round two you should take imperial in round three okay that's just the right thing to do to get your point tempo back online sure don't quit getting tricky with everything just score your points now let's move into round four okay i am the speaker this is where things get truly tricky in a more deterministic fashion Okay. If I am now the speaker in round four, I took politics in round three. Let's say I gave it to myself. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about actually selling it in round three for in in a minute, but a bit more. But round four, if I am the speaker, I could take politics as the speaker. Yeah. And give the speaker token to my right. Right. I am giving. Right. It's not selling at that point. It's not selling, and all you are doing is giving the player to your right the biggest advantage in round five. Sure. But what you are gaining is significantly more than that player. Right. Because what you are gaining is the option to be, well, maybe not significantly more, you kind—you of, two are getting a bit of the same well, it's, thing. So,
1: it's, th- this is so hypothetical that we're imagining board states here and just sure. to be consistent. So let's say like you're both you both can get to 10, right. I'd say this is this is crumbus. This is not... It's
0: not great. Not great. But if, you, if you're a speaker and you allow the speaker token to go elsewhere, you're now going to be like last or second to last in speaker order in the final round. Is that worse than being second in your opinion? I guess, I guess not.
1: But the problem is that what do I feel like... How do I feel like this is going to work out mm-hmm. all the way around? So the thing is like one uh so one two and eight. eight um are are not only are those good cards for the last round they help you win like right. like let's say let's say i have to win slice somebody and they have the two they have diplomacy mm-hmm. hard okay almost
0: impossible lots of things to figure out you basically see in our st- our tournament stats show almost every win goes to a final round imperial leadership or diplos- yeah. diplomacy in yeah. somewhat even parameters because the way it goes is speaker takes imperial second in the order takes leadership third in the order takes diplomacy mm-hmm. and the buck stops there so let's you say- rarely get past the diplomacy player if you if you win slay eight and one two becomes just almost too hard to stop most of the time let's say let's say uh
1: there's there's two of us that i'm thinking are gonna win And 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 it's me and my neighbor, and we're in this situation where you're talking about, oh, I just need to give it to my neighbor. What if I'm more like, well, if I give it the other way, which is crazy sauce, and now I'm last pick, am I more likely to be able to win slay my opponent
0: if they get stuck with like construction or trade? Right, they're not going to get one, two, and three. They're not going to even be the target of the because yeah. So 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 so,
1: so yeah. That's my point is that. That leadership hard. It's hard to stop leadership even because that that player then gets options like stalling everyone else out if they are set up for it or they're just given too many options as far as CCs go. Eight is probably the easiest to stop of the three, to be honest. Yeah, Um, because if you're going to win on the eight, it means we have a full round to stop you and it is of utmost importance and everyone is going to try their hardest. Right, right. So but but yeah, getting getting. A Winslay person stuck with anything else. I think makes them more vulnerable. Right. Basically. So there's almost an
0: argument to as speaker in round four, taking politics and giving speaker token like three spaces back. I just think so that you're not fifth or sixth in order, but like fourth or third. (laughs) Yeah.
1: I, I just think in round four, if you if you are the person with politics don't do the most obvious thing every single time. Right. And, you know, honestly, I don't think that it is that smart to come into round four with the speaker token already and taking politics. It is, I think, uh bad.
0: This is the other reason why round three, as politics player, you do not want to give speaker token to yourself because you actually put yourself in the worst possible position because as speaker round sure, four, yeah. you don't have a good choice. Yeah. So round... Three, okay, politics should always sell the speaker. Round two, so let's go back to our track record. Round one, politics, give yourself speaker. Round two, take leadership. Round two, politics, give yourself speaker. Round three, take imperial. Round three, politics, do not give yourself speaker. Pass it to the right or even two back just so that then in the next round you actually can look at the board state and know what you need to take maybe it's politics maybe it's something different all of this is a stupid conversation yeah dude i like, my brain is melting I know, and i hate this sometimes you just need tech sometimes you just need construction we don't get to talk about all this but i see it gamed more and more and more and more recently so let's let's get a little bit more uh let's get out of the weeds Okay. Because we are firmly in the weeds.
1: They're really in the weeds, and I don't. I'm just kind of <laughs> done with
0: it. <laughs> I, I'm done with it, too. And I think we've sold the point we need to sell.
1: Which is that it's all a mess. It's all a mess, mess anyway. The speaker token stuff that people are doing, it's all
0: just there. Like a there mess. are some arguments here that this is why factions with solid economies, though, do a bit better. Because sure. they get to play this little speaker game and not be drawn out by anytime it. you can score a
1: point without having to take a, sh- a specific strategy card you're in is, good shape is really good for you and that's and and that's why i think it kind of gets pretty simple for people where they'll basically be like if i can score the point and i don't need to take a specific card that means i take politics right so i can just do speaker shenanigans token shenanigans right. basically right. and they are shenanigans they like are it, shenanigans it is a
0: total stupid gambit that we all pretend we have master plays up our sleeve with but Any of us can be stopped with any of this business. Um, So round five, we've sort of we've gone through all of this of why it matters to have speaker order in round five. Let's talk about the last factor in this. Let's talk about if you took politics in round five and what that can and should mean for you. This one's not as weird, Hunter. I'm not. I'm not trying to get weird. I here. can't believe we did the best episode of Space Cats Peace
1: Turtles and, and then, then followed now, it up with this. And this is the worst episode of the show that there's <laughs> ever been. Falling asleep this is just
0: the worst episode.
1: <laughs> uh, okay, so round five. What we have the? Why do we're, we have politics? We're because we
0: were fourth pick. Eight, okay. one, two, and then us, and then
1: three. Yeah, and so, we
0: and we look at We're looking down the barrel of three other players probably winning this game. Right. We generally we speaking, we lose. We lose. <laughs> but. If we are nine of spades and we're a genius, uh huh. Now nine of spades took warfare and and pulled things off. But if we, our goal right. as the politics player is not to try to win this round.
1: Yeah, yeah. We're yeah.
0: we're third in scoring order in the status phase, but we're never going to see that. Our goal is to successfully get the whole table to stop everyone else, because okay. then. We have speaker order in the mythical, never-seen round six. In round six speaker order, we can probably win the game much easier, because people are going to Especially really everybody a lot else is, of resources.
1: everybody else is also going to be tired of playing. Yeah, nobody because wants now, to play anymore. They're just going to hand you victory. Now people get grumpy at the idea <laughs> of a round six. It's so weird. Yeah. Everyone's like, oh, the game got the game got faster. It's almost like too short now. But yeah. then anytime you're in a game and it's like, uh-oh, this <laughs> might go to round six, people are like, no. Just give him ten trade
0: and let him It can't go win. to round six. Yeah. <laughs> a winner must be chosen. <laughs>
1: Round six is forbidden. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I completely agree. Uh, and so, yeah, really, at that point, you're just you're just trying to plead your case for why they should hand the victory to you because no one wants to play the board game anymore. Right. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, but you, but you, you are correct with this idea. In round five, it's just about initiative order, and there's absolutely no reason to sell a speaker
0: token at that point. Oh, no, definitely mean, not. Come on. And and your goal is not even to win as the politics player. Your goal is to make sure everyone else loses, so that then you pick imperial next round and win
1: unless you've already got it figured out in which case you got you got a sure. lot of
0: winslaying to do buddy you yeah, got some you got too much
1: I you mean, probably got some wine making I, well to do. i
0: would argue what you have to do is give up you have to some show the table berry wine Some berry wine. you got to give up your own win. you got to show the table i'm helping stop this win look this is how i could have won i'm giving it up to help you all stop the win maker so that we all have a chance next round Dude, even you should I check have out, the advantage.
1: i got a prelims game for you. you should check out john's uh prelims game game one uh, where he employs exactly what you're talking yeah. about. Where he just... Uh,
0: let's nuke all of our chances. He's so like, I, w- I will round.
1: destroy my own... I will burn my own game right. right now for us to, as a group, have more game time because mm-hmm. of an unfavorable uh, initiative. And, uh, I mean, it was it was, it was
0: was a great play. I will not reveal whether it worked or not. Right, right. Um, so let's get to our, our last little point here then, which is, with all of this, we're talking about... I, I think the points that stand is not... This crazy, what to do with politics and speaker token? We've sort of shown that that's sort of like a crapshoot.
1: We've really just said a bunch of crazy stuff right. in a bunch of different directions right. just to maybe annoy you, yeah. so that you stop you just doing stop. it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but what what we do know is speaker order very much determines your relationship with the player to your right and to your left. Sure, those yeah, two yeah. things matter. Yeah, that's true. That's that's real. And so when you do stuff like Jane or float all boats meta sure and you're doing trading points and stuff
1: the bloat the boat
0: floating boogie (laughs) when you do that stuff you need to be mindful of who you are boosting because Uh some people when you boost them you put them in a significantly better position than just you two doing an even trade if i do two trade goods for two trade goods with hunter but hunters to my right technically speaking he got the better end of that deal because in the final round he has speaker order priority over me, thus he has initiative order priority over me in the final round, thus he wins before I win. So you should always to a certain extent be a shrewder negotiator to your right than you are to your left. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Is that do you, do you This was more your point than anything. So I'm I'm oh, we're I talking know. point trading. This this I'm is... almost
1: not even understanding the words that you're saying. <laughs> we My too, brain, brain is lost literally uh, melting down uh i mean if if my point was more like we just need to people need to work more on uh, point denial yes. because i think we're at a point where uh people are really good at starting to see the end of the game yes. uh, as far as what is going to be the round five uh speaker order yeah. and where is daddy going to be when it comes to that however while your third eye is open and you are seeing the future uh speaker token order yeah. why don't you also see Who is maybe going to win and go ahead and stop him from getting a point now rather than waiting till the very end of the game to start saying, hey, maybe we should stop, start stopping
0: people. This is especially potent basically in round four. Yeah. Round four, you can actually look at where the speaker stuff is going to end up and do something about it now before you like have to do an action first thing round five and it's too late.
1: There should be more violence on round four is what I'm saying. Uh, maybe even if you want to get really proactive round three, yeah. I just, th- I just think in general um, point swapping meta has gotten to the point where we're basically all super best friends until round five, yeah. in which case the person that looked like they were going to be in play for winning the game for two rounds. Now Win. does in fact yeah. look like they will have a shot at winning. And right. then we just have to figure it out at the end there. Now that does it's, it's really just comes down to, you know, if you, our most recent recent stream, I was playing as Necro, and that is a faction where that type of meta absolutely will not work because yep. the Necro home system is basically impregnable. Impregnable. Yeah. yeah, that's a cool word, and we get to use it on the show. <laughs> uh, it's impregnable. So I don't know you can't you can't you can't float all boats until round five and yep. then actually figure it out because it's too late.
0: I get doing deals in rounds one, two and even a little bit into round three because we're like afraid of the forever war or whatever. Right. But in round four, there's no more forever. The game's going to end next round. It's going re- to end in two
1: that. rounds. That'd be a two round war. Yeah. Is, is you can two do Two round war. Right. Going to be all right. Your I think. rounds
0: one through three should be setting up to plan for your round four and five war. Yeah, that's that's what you should be doing.
1: Yeah, I think IMO. so. I, I I think so. So I'm not even so much into point trading anymore, so much as I'm into to buying a point. Yeah, you know, spending spending the money, uh, putting the money down for stuff. Right. Uh, I think makes a little more sense. Give give me options outside of just scoring a point myself. Uh, in in ways that might pay off in unexpected ways. You know right. what I mean? Like your right. trade goods might lead to. Me being able to score a stage two yeah. and get two points,
0: actually. Totally. I think people should try to trade more political secrets. You have so many more tools at your disposal that people are unwilling to use. And it's because we have a hard time valuing those things. But I think if we stop doing obviously even trades and start doing trades where it's like you two trade goods for your political secret. The The game I saw this last weekend was Micmac Moose. Hmm. Micmac Moose had four out of five alliances and he got all of them round like one maybe one maybe he owed one and got it in round 2 but he had all of the alliances like at the start of the game and it was amazing and it, he was doing he was refusing to do any debt meta and he instead de- said any deals we're making it's I want your alliance and I'll give you the thing that you want or whatever right. he, he basically he took trade round 1 and did like no washes and mm-hmm. then round 2 I don't remember if he had trade again or not but that's when he like secured all of these uh alliances Alliances, and not all of them paid off in major ways but it changed the dynamic of his game and changed how people thought about him and people just weren't paying it he was extra and nobody was paying attention to extra and extra got to sit in the corner with all this stuff because everyone was just kind of like well we did some deals and we did an alliance," and and they didn't see how obviously the extra economy was growing due to all of these abilities they now had access to and the Mm -hmm. extra defenses they had and just all this stuff i i can't even say every single one of those alliances paid off in a meaningful way and, and became what they were worth but the way he reshaped the meta right, took everyone off balance to where they didn't get to just like have all these predictable things in round five.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's It was a big factor. That was a good game. Yeah. Uh, you should you should check out that game. You should that was watch game twenty five. Game twenty five is a good game. It's the best game of the tournament. Good game. That's well, not the best game. In of my the opinion. It was the best game of the tournament that Matt watched, yeah. which was a couple games that he did see. <laughs> um not like me, I watched them all. Yeah, sure. I know every single one of them. Uh, it doesn't, I mean, there's no way it could compare to some of the stuff that happened in, uh, I don't know, the game with Planet Earth. Sure.
0: Because that will never see. happen again. Yeah, I need to see. I do need to watch the end of that Impossible. Game. I want to thank all our weird bears. Oh, thank God. T-shirt with Brian, Bop, and Squeamish Emu. We
1: did three hours of, of Space Cats today. Yeah, Mate
0: Maitnace, and John, wise Absol, Ponchidore, Astoria, Bro, Duel, on our Little Peace, Turtles, Naderate, Patience, is Virtue, Gazcio, Dark Jutsu, Brave, Sir Robin, Uncle Batty, Frank G, Carnal, My Son is Also Named Bart Anvilier, Samely, Alice, and Kraken. We did way more than three hours. I mean, we we recorded three and a half hours. We we've been talking about Ti for like seven hours today. Yeah, dude, I hate this game.
1: Uh, <laughs> Galactic Council poll. It's out. Um, you you know it. Uh, it's the here's your options. Uh, we talk about our favorite fiction that inspired Ti. I will talk about Star Trek. Uh, there will be no other talking. Um, (laughs) Our current play styles and what we want to learn uh, slash change. This is where we try and talk about ways we want to grow, ways we want to change as players. Uh, Next option, single game analysis. We stream a game and then we just talk about it. All right. What uh, what do you want? (laughs) Self-explanatory. Explains itself. Explains itself. Uh, And then the last one, our BuzzFeed option, Clickbait Central, are the new factions too good
0: (laughs) we got a home brewers guild game coming up this saturday may 22nd at roughly 1800 utc it's gonna be after flat tomato stream speaking of flat tomato stream uh friday may 21st at 1400 is the space cats stream saturday may 22nd at 9 utc is the flat tomato stream and sunday may 23rd at 1400 utc is the space cats stream uh that's three tournament, tournament games, games yeah. three tournament games one promissory notes home brewers guild stream maybe a friday night disco elysium stream
1: oh yeah i gotta get back on that your so next uh home
0: brewers guild topic is exploration cards yes your your exploration decks not including relics so frontier. Give me,
1: yeah give me those give me frontier give me your industrial give me your hazardous uh give me your cultural this is a time for you to work yeah modularly give me give me little things give me big things right make sure thematically it makes sense with like is this a cultural versus this right. being a hazardous i want i want the themes preserved people
0: <laughs> preserve the themes uh if you like this show and our streams and our youtube and all the stuff we do these days you can rate our show on all the different platforms and subscribe to our show. every platform you can be rate a, it be a part of it give it a big old scary rating be like oh five stars oh five stars God. it
1: scared me it scared me so five much stars. I, gave five stars. I was frightened by how good it was <laughs> the quality of the show freaked me out for days yeah. and gave me nightmares yeah uh you can rate it to uh bathroom stall like yeah. a, like at a whatever just, just if you're just at, at
0: a jiffy lube going to the bathroom and yeah like just like five a, stars for a good time yeah. check listen out to space listen to, to Turtles. space
1: Cats, <laughs> Turtles for a good time someone if you're looking send, for a good time
0: someone send me that picture of the the conoco yeah <laughs> Yeah, that's good. Do that. Do that. Uh, you can also go to our website and find information about our Patreon, our Twitter, our Discord, our merchandise on Threadless. Uh, all of that is at Space Space com. Please, uh, please contribute to our Patreon. Uh, it's how we make a living. It's, it's literally... It is how we make a it's living It's how we now. do that. And we would love for it to be uh, actually able to afford food and stuff. <laughs> so please, please I keep helping food. us out. Yeah. I, hey, I have food. I have a styrofoam cup right here. We want to keep growing. We got lots of stuff planned this year. Now that COVID restrictions are starting to oh, lift yeah. and things are coming back online, mm-hmm. and we want to do some big, big in-person streams. The video. And we kind of want to go to. It's Gen called Kong. the video. We'd like to do the video. We're trying to do the we video. We got some other video content we really want to do, and all of that stuff requires support. So please, please consider. Please uh, think about lending it. a hand.
1: We'd love it. It would it it would blow our minds. Um, you know, one thing you could do is record an episode of the show yeah. onto vinyl, right? Wax record, yeah,
0: and uh, ship that, uh, to wherever you want. That where's that YouTuber that like reviews music? And he's got, Are like, you talking a about crazy... the needle drop, yeah, give it to the or, needle drop. Uh,
1: put was, our podcast onto his name? a vinyl. What's Anthony Fantana, send it
0: to Anthony Fantana, yeah, Anthony Fantana. Is, that is that the name? I don't know,
1: anyways, yeah, t- send it to that guy. And we'll see what we'll see what he says. Uh, he'll probably be mostly mad. Yeah, actually. Yeah, but you or it. just like perplexed, and then he'll just throw it away. And then you took all this time to record one of our episodes on vinyl. But mm-hmm. I want to pitch this like to a record label. Yeah, yeah. I want to yeah. say, hey, we've got some pretty good episodes. Have you heard our horse
0: episode? Have you heard our that horse episode be, yet? That should be on wax. I, if you haven't listened to our horse episode yet, and you just listened to this whole episode, I I guarantee you. You should listen to more of this show because it gets better than this episode.
1: Not trying to name drop, but I do know somebody that works for Kill Rock Stars. So like if we could just get a meeting, if we could just get a meeting, I'd be happy, uh-huh. you know, just uh-huh. to pitch that episode where we talked about horses a lot. like it'd I
0: feel like it's almost sad that we've done the horse episode now because um, there's no way we will ever top it and no episode perfectly summarizes our show more than that episode
1: more than the horse episode yeah it was actually way more about the jokes than some people thought yeah uh i would say that is that's my review yeah five stars it was more jokes than anyone ever thought it, that it was <laughs> did i oh i have to say this before we're done i finally found out how to pitch our podcast to somebody that does not already know what it is okay uh and this this is how you explain space gatsby's turtles uh, to somebody else uh, so you say? Do you know that podcast called "The Worst Idea of All Time," where they just watch Grown Ups two every day for like a year? Mm-hmm. Well, this is that, but with a board game,
0: <laughs> and way longer than a year, and
1: way longer than a year. <laughs> they're actually going to do it the rest of their lives. So if anything, <laughs> this is truly the worst, the idea. worst idea <laughs> of all time.